0: Welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their spirits and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. Today, we have another fascinating episode with Dr. Burnout, who is Clark Gaither. He is a writer, speaker, podcast producer, and personal coach for physicians and other professionals who suffer from burnout. He has enjoyed a career in medicine for the past 22 years as part of an office-based family practice in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Hello, Clark. Welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, Oscar. Glad to be here.
0: And happy to have you here, Clark. And Another thing that I mentioned is that Clark has just published just two few months ago a book called Powerful Words, and we'll talk a lot about this. So, Clark, could you start telling us a bit more about yourself?
1: Yes. Uh, as you said in the intro, I'm a family physician. I've been uh, practicing in private practice for the last 23 years, and I'm 60 years old, and I'm getting to that point in my life where... I'm looking for some other things to do. And one of them, of course, was just completing the book, Powerful Words. And I've also started doing some uh, speaking and coaching on professional burnout, professional job burnout, which is a a big problem, especially among physicians uh, in my country. It's uh, almost epidemic. A lot of physicians are getting out of medicine because of job burnout. And we're losing a lot of our expertise. And so I became interested in that some time ago because I became burned out about five years ago. And I made some changes in my practice and and the way I live my life. And it made all the difference in the world. And that's when I became interested in burnout. And that's when I started doing some research on it and started actually speaking on it to other physicians and physician groups and so it it has been uh, not only a voyage of self discovery but it's led me down uh, a couple of different paths in in my life. Mm-hmm.
0: So are the the physicians who to get who get burned out not only the patients so it's is in particular for this profession to get burnout or what are the professions that get more of this?
1: Well there are burnout rates in almost any profession Mm -hmm. they are just so very high in medicine some of the highest rates in some branches of medicine it approaches 70 percent and the the hallmarks of burnout are emotional exhaustion Mm -hmm. depersonalization which uh, the physician becomes cynical and a lack of a sense of personal accomplishment and Upwards of 49% of physicians have at least one of those uh, hallmarks of burnout. So it, it's a big problem.
0: I see. And that was your first motivation to start uh, researching more of the topic and start speaking. So that was your initial motivation for going to the station and speaking in public?
1: Yes, it was because I felt like, I, you know, since I was able to help myself and I had done so much reading on it that, I wanted to reach out and begin to help some of my colleagues, mm-hmm. and I talk about uh, my experience with that some in the book. Although the book itself is not dedicated to job burnout, I do I do talk about it in mm-hmm. the book. But um, it's just something that, um, I, because of my own experience, I felt I should take advantage of and see if I could help some other people with that issue.
0: Sure, sure. That's really. A great motivation. And when was that when you started speaking about this this issue?
1: Well, I experienced burnout myself about five years ago. So it was mm-hmm. it was probably about a year or a year and a half after that that I mm-hmm. started giving talks on restoring balance to the practice of medicine and wellness and resilience and all engagement, all those other things that are actually opposite of, of burnout.
0: And then you brought uh, a lot of what you have been uh, speaking through your through your book i guess you have condensed quite a lot there and could you tell us what is the what are the powerful words the words of power you talk about in your book
1: well everyone has events in their life that cause them perhaps to change direction or to pivot and go off in another direction or perhaps they had an epiphany some big mm-hmm. realization or perhaps they had a tragedy or maybe something great happened, you know, Mm -hmm. really, really fantastic. Well, there was emotion connected with those events, and there are words connected with those emotions. And so the book is really about getting in touch with those emotions and those words because you can convey that emotional power to another human being by telling them your story. And so really it's about... uh, taking a, a look inside and rediscovering those stories that made us who we are. And then sharing those stories, even though it may be painful, sharing those stories with another person because someone out there needs to hear your story because they are struggling with the same issue. And when you share your, your story and, and that emotion, you share those words of power, you will connect with some, someone else on an emotional level. And, and and that's really the basis of the book.
0: Mm-hmm. So when when you mean words, uh, word words of powers, it relates mostly to like a story, not just uh, phrases or uh, specific
1: words. Right. It's mm-hmm. a, those words will be different for everyone mm-hmm. because it's really about speaking from your own heart mm-hmm. and your own experience. And when you talk very openly and honestly. And tell your own personal truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and simple words, simply conveyed, uh, people will tap into that. They will feel what you were feeling at the time. And you will connect with those people on an emotional level. And that's when that's when we have our biggest influence, is when we're connected with another person on on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Yes. I actually got started speaking... Uh, when I was about uh, nine years old, and this is an example of of uh, words of power, I started speaking when I was nine. There was a local service organization called the Optimus that had a speech contest, and I wrote what I thought was a very good speech, and I was chosen to I was one of the students chosen to give it at a dinner held by this club, and of course they would pick a winner, you know, from the Mm -hmm. students that were chosen to give the speech and so I practiced and I practiced and uh, it wasn't but about five minutes long but we couldn't use notes and halfway through the speech I lost my place and I froze and I looked over at, at my mom for support and she just she turned away and looked down at her plate and I had to sit down it was a disaster and Oh, I cried that night because I felt so ashamed. And for years after that, I could not speak in front of people, even if it was even just two or three people standing and having a conversation. I wouldn't say much because Mm. I felt like I might say something stupid or I would stumble over my words. And I often did. And. This went on for years until I decided to go back to college, undergraduate. I was 24 years old. And I thought, this is crazy. I have got to get over this fear that I have of speaking in public. And so I went and joined Toastmasters, which was very good for me. And they got me past the Mm -hmm. fear. They didn't necessarily get me past the nervousness at first of getting up and speaking, but they got me past the fear of speaking. And within a few years, I'd actually won the North Carolina State Serious Speech Contest for our state for Toastmasters International. So that was the beginning, really, of my speaking career. And probably a lot of people listening now can identify with that that fear and that nervousness of getting up on stage and actually giving a speech in front of people. And fast forward to my career in medicine, I started speaking in 1998 for some pharmaceutical companies. And in one year, I I did 68 venues. And so now speaking is almost second nature It's something I love to do. I love to teach and share knowledge. But it all started with a very bad experience and that's what i'm talking about is taking those bad experiences in your life and reframing them and letting other people know what you went through and then they know they can do it too
0: oh yeah this is really very inspiring that what you say that you have uh, this this problem yeah speaking you didn't speak too much and you were like younger and you you managed to to lose the fear of public speaking and finally winning contest which is not an easy thing, I know. So congratulations and that's really amazing.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been quite a journey, but you know, in order to become a great speaker, I had to fail. And mm-hmm. and people are so fear, fearful of failure, but mm-hmm. you know, that's only the way we learn. It's the only way we learn life's lessons and it's the only way we make ourselves better is to get out there and try and yes, sometimes we fall short. But then we learn what not to do next time or we learn better what to do next time. And so uh, it, when I work with others, uh, um, when it comes to speaking, there's nothing like just getting up there over and over and over mm-hmm. again because after a while you do get comfortable in your own skin and you do get comfortable in front of people. It just takes time and a little patience and practice.
0: Sure. I couldn't agree more. And what about the, you mentioned that doing your research when you start speaking about burnout, and I'm sure also for your book, what is the the science behind this wars of power concept that you talk in your book?
1: Well, it's very basic, really. Uh, it comes down to the fact that all humans are human. We like to think that we're different, you know, than everybody else. And in some respects, we are. We all have unique sets of abilities and talents but our brains are basically wired the same mm-hmm. and all humans have emotions and we our range of emotions varies from one person to the other now i could say i'm happy and you might say you're happy mm-hmm. but are we the same degree of happiness <laughs> is the breadth and depth of our happiness the same and who knows, but we both know what we mean when we say we are happy. So everybody has emotions in common, even though they may be, we may feel them differently from one person to the next, but all humans are humans. We all have emotions. And the second thing or third thing is that we can, the way we communicate, we have a spoken language. And for many years, we, passed down stories, our history, and we taught just by the spoken word when there was no written language. And so storytelling is really something that's ingrained uh, in everyone. And everyone likes to hear a good story, uh, especially if it involves, you know, struggle and then overcoming that struggle. It's something that's very inspiring and motivational to people and people like to hear it. So when we convey words to another person, we elicit some sort of emotional response. And the fourth thing is that the words that elicit the greatest emotional response are the most powerful words to us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those words are remembered forever. Um, In our country, when you say, I have a, most people can fill in the blank and say dream. <laughs> and of yeah. course, that comes from Martin Luther King's speech, I have a dream. Or if you heard ask not, most people would say, be able to complete the sentence, what your country can do for you. And that, of course, comes from comes from John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. and his ask not speech. Or Houston, tranquility base here, most people can say the eagle has landed. And so there are all these words that we've heard in the past where there was emotional uh, there was an emotional content associated with them and and sometimes those words are remembered forever so that's really the the basis of words of power and the emotional impact that stories have
0: yeah it's very interesting in as you say a lot of that uh, summarizing in, in stories right some uh, quite quite basic things in in the human uh, minds and how- now that probably you pay attention to to people who when are speaking just randomly, how how often people use this kind of uh, uh, words of power? How often do you you do do you
1: detect? Well, it would be different for everyone, but just think about someone you heard speak, and perhaps they made you smile, or they made you mm-hmm. laugh, or maybe even when you heard their story, they made you cry. And what was happening there was they were, they were telling their story, their personal truth. They were sharing their experience and the emotion of those experiences actually came through and you connected with them on an emotional level. And so that's what made you smile or that's what made you tear up. And so the words you were hearing when that happened, those were their words of power. And they were using them. They were using them to convey their message. And you probably got that message if you were impacted on an emotional level. Mm
0: -hmm. And what about the the style? How to say the the words of power?
1: Well, in the book, I take people through uh, various exercises or I ask them questions at the end of every chapter. Sometimes it's just a yes or no response and sometimes it's a fill in the blank or I ask the reader to make a list. And all of that is designed to lead the reader to discover their own words of power through their own stories from their own life experiences. There's also a a core values inventory in one of the chapters. Most people have, they will say they have values and they may be even able to articulate or tell you what a couple of those values are. But most people don't take the time to actually do a core values inventory and discover what their top five core values are. And that exercise is in the book. Although you do not have to buy the book to do a core values inventory. You can just go to my website. There's a free download. You can download a core values inventory and over several days uh, complete that. Uh, And I say several days because I ask a couple of questions you should think about for a day or two before you actually uh, begin to write them down. But uh, it's a very useful tool to initially identify your own words of power, because if you can identify your top five core values and begin to use those in your life, begin to use those in your personal message and whatever capacity you choose, whatever your job is, just think about your mission statement or your vision statement, how much more powerful Mm -hmm. it would be to you if you used your words, your core values within those statements. Mm -hmm. And then people will actually sense or recognize or feel the passion you have for whatever it is you do. So it's very important. I think the uh for people to do a core values inventory. That's the very beginning of identifying your own personal words of power.
0: Oh yeah, very interesting because now you give it, you give the examples of Martin Luther King of of or Kennedy. They have really um called these iconic words. And they were both good at rhetoric uh, and now the way you answer me is that you don't necessarily have to be good of rhetoric or literature, but discovering your own core values that you you man, you mentioned yes. that's that's the way you will find your own or your own powerful words so, so.
1: that's right the 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 most powerful words are really very simple words simply yeah. conveyed but what they are conveying is honest emotion and people will feel that just by hearing those words and and especially if they're coming from you if you're even if you're writing them, if you're, if you're telling your personal truth and you get as honest as you can with how you felt at the time, whatever the event is that you're describing, someone someone will, will tap into that and connect with you on an emotional level. So just imagine yourself writing something which moves people on a deep emotional level, which proves helpful to them. Or imagine delivering a message in a talk which brings people up on their feet to applaud a message you mm. delivered because they know it has changed their life. Imagine people writing letters to you or emailing you and telling you how much they appreciate your story because you were able to help them. Anybody can do that because all of those words are on the inside. You, do, you don't have to be a poet. You don't have to have a, a some degree in literature. You don't have to be a literary genius. You don't have to conjure these words up from nothing. You don't have to make them up. They're already inside each of us, and you can tap into those. And hopefully in the book, I'll show you how.
0: Yeah, that sounds really very intriguing to to know more about your, your method, how to to get this forth your own words of power. Could you, maybe from your book, might have something another example of some memorable phrases or speeches uh, you could share with us?
1: Well, there are many, but a lot of uh, the other stories in the book are from my own life. Uh, I've had to, just like most people, I've dealt with, Uh, upsets and tragedies and I've committed horrible Mm -hmm. mistakes and and so I talk about those and I talk about how to reframe those events even though they're painful how to reframe them and use the use that pain as a lever Uh, you can actually bend that pain to your own purpose and and use it in a way that really helps you get past the pain because you're you'll be helping someone else and I also use stories from my patients. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, I use several examples of uh, powerful words from people you might know or read about in the news. But then I, I, I quickly get past that and go into the personal stories that mm-hmm. really uh, people will connect with uh, on an emotional level.
0: Sure. Clark, could you now share with us your favorite quotation?
1: Oh, Yes. I have this quotation at the bottom of my emails because I think it is so true. And it's one of those examples of a quote where you can recognize the inherent truth in the quote. And the quote comes from Anais Nin, that's spelled A-N-A-I-S, last name Nin, N-I-N. And the quote is, we don't see things the way they are. We see things the way we are.
0: So it's a lot of um, our own perception.
1: Exactly. Everything we see and everything we consider and everything we think about something is really flavored by our own experience, our Mm -hmm. own even prejudices, our own way of thinking. And of course, a lot of that had to do with how we were brought up and raised, but it also has Mm -hmm. to do with how we conduct our life and it also has to do with, are we honoring our core values or or are we dishonoring them? And so a lot of times when we develop an opinion about something, it's really not, we're, we're really not seeing it the way that it is. We're seeing things the way we are.
0: Yeah, great quotation. Clark, could you now recommend us one book that has inspired you and you think would be beneficial for us to read? I think...
1: uh It's an excellent book. It's Secrets of Dynamic Communication by Ken Davis. He's a very successful humor, humorist and public speaker. And he wrote a book, Secrets of Dynamic Communication. And it is excellent for someone who wants to begin to deliver more impactful talks.
0: Okay. Haven't heard before, but I want to have a look. Thank you. Clara. Finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend to do it daily or weekly as a routine to shine?
1: I would encourage each listener to begin to tell stories from your own experience, even the painful ones, even the ones you don't want Mm. to tell, because there is where your greatest influence resides. I would encourage everyone to write. Begin if if you don't um, journal. I think it's a great idea to begin to get in touch with your own thoughts. And we all know, think we know what we think about something, but when you actually start writing it down, it really solidifies what it is you think about a particular topic. And it can be a surprising uh, journey that people can take. So I would begin to tell your own personal stories more and incorporate those into whatever capacity you choose. Mm-hmm.
0: So write your own stories and, and tell them often. Yes. Thank you a lot, Claire, for this very interesting interview, this topic that you brought from the powerful words. And I, th- I think that your book is definitely very very interesting. Many people will be interested in, in have a look at it. And yeah, your, your personal story was also very, very inspiring. The fact that you have, uh, initial problem with speaking when you were early and your age. And then you, you managed to be a, well, a champion public speaking. Now you are very active in that. And I'm sure you will, you will have more, more books and a lot more to say to, to your audience. So. Thank you very much. And finally, Clark, could you tell us what is the best way we can learn more about you, your work, and how to follow you?
1: Well, the easiest way would be to go to my website. I do have a blog that I post on once a week at least. It's Clarkgather.com. There's also information there about the book. And, again, there's a free core values inventory. You can download that and uh, complete that at your leisure. And also, uh, I'll accept uh, any friend request on Facebook. You can uh, just search Clark Gaither. And um, I put up picture quotes just about every day uh, that are inspiring or motivational in some way. So those are probably the two best ways.
0: Awesome. And definitely, I will go to your website again and download these Core Values Inventory that you just recommended. So thanks a lot, Clark, and all the best.
1: It's been my pleasure, and I sincerely hope I've been of value uh, to your audience today.
0: Thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure to, Clark. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website www.timetoshinepodcast.com Welcome to listen to us again next week.